0: Welcome to our Forever Young podcast.
1: Where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger.
0: My name is Christiana Eggy.
1: And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Christiana. We've got our friend Dr. Odiatu with us again today.
0: Yes, we do. Welcome, Dr. Odiatu.
2: Hey, I love love being here, I love sharing my insights, and I love the synergy of uh, three minds talking wellness. It's it's good.
0: All right, and as most of you already know, Dr. Odiatu is a practicing dentist in Toronto. He's the author of The Miracle of Health, a professional member of the American College of Sports Medicine, and he has been an invited guest on over 400 radio and television shows. And has given over 400 lectures in several countries. He's also an NSCA certified personal trainer and a boot camp certified instructor. So we definitely need him for the topic at hand.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to chat with Dr. Odiatu today. I mean, the topic is so apropos. It's holiday party season, and even though we're not really having huge parties. I I do find myself eating at restaurants or with groups
0: of people and it's always really easy to indulge. Yes, many people do. (laughs) Although (laughs) I'm one of the few that can say that, you know, the holiday does not change my eating habits much. I don't know when people say they eat so much over the holidays. I'm not one of those people. So Dr. Odia too, would like to talk to you today about healthy eating habits over holiday season mm-hmm.
2: no it's, it's a it's a great topic of discussion. I think um you know obviously christian it just has some very you know if you're disciplined and that's how you are, that's amazing. but everyone is not that way. i think i people think they gain about five pounds over the holidays, but supposedly on average, it's one to three um which doesn't sound like much, but the the thing is most people in january february lose about a pound of that or half of that. So on average over 10, 20, 30 years, people gain 25 to 30 pounds, you know, in their adult life so, so so the whole idea is we're, we're trying to create uh an opportunity for people to learn some preemptive strategies. So this year, you know, we think about it, American Thanksgiving is just this weekend, obviously, uh just this weekend, but November over the tomorrow, long tomorrow,
0: actually, tomorrow.
2: Yeah. So but however, um, that being said, you know, from, usually it's a five week eating festival from, you know, from gifts from clients and customers and family and many of it food gifts. So most of our celebrations are, you know, centered around food. We eat, we eat during the time people are going, we eat while we're preparing the food, we eat the leftovers. And um, I can see where one to three pounds comes on fairly easily. So let's help uh, our listeners uh, get an idea how they can uh, get this under control.
1: Yes, let's. So do you, Dr. Odiatu, do you let loose ever and <laughs> indulge in some holiday goodies?
2: Oh, for sure. You know, I'm human. I've, you know, that's what some of the strategies are. Like I said, I, I don't deny myself. Um, you'd be surprised. It's all about um looking at your thermostat. Like my thermostat for weight right now is about 178. And I've been this weight for 25 years. And before that, though, I was as heavy as 215, 220 pounds. So so when you, when you set your thermostat, no matter what I do, my body's always returning to my body's version of homeostasis, which is 178. So the only way to do that, though, uh, for, the, for the person listening, is to do things to help your body um, reset and become smarter when it comes to looking at metabolism. So, you know, there's many ways to do it, but obviously I want to stimulate some discussion. So it's all about getting your thermostat to return to your normal, which hopefully is a healthy weight.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's now talk about how we prepare ourselves to go into this season of joyful eating.
2: Well, it's a big part of it, and you know we can't deny it. Like there's going to be food challenges. There's going to be you know food festivals going on, and you know your aunt's favorite fudge recipe, your your mother's biscuits, the baking, the cakes, the different, and a huge part of you know, religious holidays is to do with food and traditions and rituals. So to say, no, I'm on a diet or, oh, I'm paleo or no, I'm doing Atkins or, oh, I'm doing Pritikin or, oh, I'm doing the whole 30 is you you, you you can actually alienate yourself. You know, you'll eventually find each year you'll be getting less and less gifts if you become (laughs) uh, alienate your sister's favorite recipe. So I say it's better off nibbling and honoring the spirit of the gift. And the big part of that, I think, is is focus on the conversation, not the food. You know, ooh and ah over the apple pie, ooh and ah over the, over the over the dairy beverage or the cake. But And then make a big deal over the gift and thank you, put it down, take a slice, but talk and eat over the slice. And you'd be surprised how you, you spend more time talking, connecting with the sister or the mother or the father who made the fudge, and you'll find you won't eat as much. You won't eat as much.
0: and and share definitely share with other people right because (laughs) we can't
1: be sharing food right now christiana
0: well (laughs) we're talking about the holiday season and families right so yeah
1: i don't know i haven't as much as i would totally steal off someone else's plate or let someone taste something on my plate (laughs) i don't know i I'm thinking twice right now during COVID.
0: Oh, not that type of sharing. Like you have uh, the apple pie or whatever the fudge, you're going to share slices. That's what I okay. meant. Like don't keep it all to yourself. Right? Like, you know? <laughs> take some to work, right? People are always hungry at work. No matter this what you get, take, it there, they will eat it. <laughs> yes. So don't, don't just be more generous because the moment on your lip and a lifetime on your hips, huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> i see people get very territorial hey food and go think they think uh an anthropologist named dobchansky said everything could be understood if you, if you look at it in evolutionary terms so before language you know eight ten thousand years ago there was no language so basically if i saw sherry eating at the other side of the cave and I came over just to say hello, hello, or grunt hello, she would put her arm around the food and run. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <Grunt>. <laughs> food elicits a lot of primitive urges and emotions. So it's one of the limbic system's primordial primitive ways of dealing with the world. Like, so food is very primitive. We'll never get away from that. And that's why when you mentioned diet, it elicits so much trauma and, uh, and, uh, obstacles and, uh, gut reactions of people. So that being said, you know, holiday season time, end of the year uh, can be a challenging time. So if we if wanted to number the things that, you know, I was trying to focus on the solutions, not the problems. So the number one solution that we had earlier was just, um, focus on the conversation, not, it doesn't mean don't eat, just focus on the conversation and why you came to that person's house and why you're looking forward to seeing your sister who lives you know, 300 miles away and drove in for lunch with you. Like, so focus on the conversation, not the food, would be the number one strategy if people are trying to, uh, you know, itemize or prioritize um, how to get around this holiday season without gaining then, you know, the North American average of one to three pounds. So
1: what if you're at a restaurant though, and the prime reason you're at that restaurant is to have a meal with your family or friends? What would you say to people about choosing Food items, or when someone says, "Ah, let's get appetizers for the table as well, and let's order festive holiday drinks to start."
2: Okay, okay. There's many ways to handle this, and I think the biggest part is, as you said, the main focus, as you realize, isn't the actually the food because you wouldn't eat alone. You may not eat alone there, so it really is the get together. It's really the people. But again, um, if you set the intention, you know, a lot of the top athletes, Michael Phelps, a lot of the top athletes, Serena Williams you set the intention. So when I go to the Olympics as an athlete, I wouldn't just think, oh, I'll see how I do. My intention is to come away with a medal. And when your intention is more defined, it's amazing how you're greater chance of getting to that intention than not. So go there and think, I'm going to um, eat healthier this this banquet or buffet than I might normally do. Just setting that intention means it's more likely to happen. So I'd say that's number two. So if you're going to get together for a big meal, or a dinner at a restaurant where it's going to be a lot of celebratory choices and appetizers and drinks, set the intention on eating healthy. And that's something most normally use. Instead of being afraid of it, Microsoft doesn't say, I'm afraid of the Olympics. I'm going to set the intention of of meddling this Olympics. And that focus draws more energy to that happening. So it's a bit psychology, but why not use the success of athletes at this level? It's it's a combat sport. Um, this <laughs> festival of the eating, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I think one of the big, the big tricks that I have is eat something before you leave home. And uh-huh. when you are ordering, you know, make it healthy, you know, add some salad, skip the bread. I think a lot of I can't of
1: believe is- you just said order a salad.
0: Yes. <laughs> I like what I've been telling you and Dr. Odia to is make your food low glycemic. That's what I always say. I did not say you should not eat healthy, but that you can eat healthy in a smart way. So do, do away with the bread, you know, order some things with vegetables and stuff. There are lots of healthy appetizers. Mm-hmm. So that if you actually ate something before you left home, you'll be able to take some of your food back home with you. So you don't have to eat everything and overeat and have food hangover. So you can still enjoy the drinks and stuff. So when you eat more protein and fiber, it will diminish how quickly the sugar hits your blood stream. And that is what triggers your insulin production. So if your insulin is not triggered to just, you know, because when you have a lot of insulin, you cannot burn fat, right? So again, that is, you have to balance. So you have to plan ahead and still enjoy. No one is saying not to enjoy. You can still have the dessert. If you eat half your meal, you've saved room for dessert. So you're just balancing.
1: All right. Okay. I like so that. Let's what? say if you don't eat de- dinner, then you could totally just eat dessert.
0: Well, that will spike your blood sugar levels. You <laughs> still need protein or fiber to slow down <laughs> how quickly your, your blood um, glucose level spikes, because that is what makes you store fat. Like, you know, so. Okay.
2: Okay. So, so I like that idea. I like, so aim to eat low glycemic. So you can still eat. It's amazing how much food you can eat if you eat low glycemic, because gli- low glycemic is fibrous, it's vegetables, it's, um, it's high protein. So that would give you our third strategy. Um, focus on eating more high glycemic foods. But at the same time, though, as as uh, as Sherry's saying, when you look at the drinks, you know, we should talk about, so there's a, th- a three or four part strategy there. So right away, people say, what kind of drinks do you want? You know, some people say, hey, tonight, because they've shown the, when you drink alcohol, it lowers inhibition, right? It lowers your discipline. So anytime you drink, you have less discipline to say no. So that's a fact. So that's going to be limit the alcohol beverage. That would be one way. So the, the fourth strategy then after low glycemic could be, Limit your alcoholic beverages or, and if you're going to have a look at uh, alcoholic beverages, alternate them with water because staying hydrated keeps you full. So staying hydrated keeps you full. But also instead of mixing drinks and have the silver clouds and a lot of the the creamier dessert beverage, dessert drinks like eggnog and rum, um, keep them as um, soda water and wine and have a spritzer or soda water and white wine and have a spritzer. Um, Or if you're going to drink any spirit beverages, have the mix as water or soda instead of orange juice. And again, I'm not encouraging people to drink. I'm just saying that if you're going to have an alcoholic beverage, have your mix as water or soda water. Or if you're going to have wine, add some soda water into it and have a spritzer. You'll actually double the volume. And if you are determined not to have as many beverages as your friend, what would ha- happen would be you're still drinking, but now you've, you've doubled the volume because you've added e- equal amounts of to- tonic water. So people still think you're having better. So usually at a, at a seasonal party, The minute your glass is empty, there's always someone trying to fill it up. And then what about
0: when you're at that family dinner? Like a lot of Americans are having dinners and lunches like tomorrow, and there's lots of food. What would you do not to
2: eat? Okay. Again, I always aim to have a high activity day. What I do is... If I have a low activity day, I eat less. If I have a high activity day, it gives me permission to eat a bit more because that's my set point. So if I know it's going to be a celebratory dinner and then I know next morning it's a, it's, a, it's a special, and again, people have their seasonal, rich. every family has their own rituals, and then a seasonal big breakfast, guess what? I'm going to go for you know, a 30 to 45 minute walk the day of the dinner. And the next day after breakfast, I'm going to either get up early and go for a, a we're talking a 30 minute walk. And, or I'll go for a 30 minute walk the way on in the day, because all it does is it adds some physical activity. And then we talked about before interval training uh, a few sessions ago and interval training is you don't just go on a steady state walk. You increase the ten- intensity for a few minutes and then you lower the intensity by walking again. And by increasing intensity, like almost like a power walk and lowering it, the body's more likely to have an easier time um, increasing meta- your metabolic fire. It's called the EPOC, Excess post oxygen Oxygen Consumption. What you do is it takes several hours for your body to get back to normal. And that way, you're at a higher metabolic state. So interval training, walking, power walk for 30 minutes before that day or after. And I would encourage my guests, like if I was going to go, I, instead of just me going alone to enjoy my aerobic fitness, I'd say, hey, uncle come along, cousin come along. Yeah. I'll take the nephews. And now when uncle goes, the nephews go, all of a sudden you'll get a gang of people all going down this road and you could actually establish a whole new holiday ritual by the after breakfast walk, which is usually celebratory, chatting, reminiscing, and it's physical, it's activity rather than just you know how many um, potato latkes I can eat or how many you know uh, 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 how many dumplings I can put in my mouth. So
1: yeah, I think that's great too. I mean, it's exercise is always so much more fun with other people. So it you know it takes your mind off of you know the struggle to get off the couch or to get out of bed to work out right because when you're doing it with other people it's always so much more fun and
0: time goes by fast and if you live in a cold city like Toronto and you don't yes. want to go out for a walk have a dance <laughs>
1: yes oh, to that's that's
0: do you know yeah. get your heart rates up and you know burn some calories so
1: that's a great idea, too. I'm, I'm all about that.
0: Pump up the volume. Yeah, <laughs> there could be snow on the ground and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is that people are really stressed at this time of the year, believe it or not. Like even the holiday stresses people out. So I yeah. think it's a good time to just remember not to stress E. You know, because a lot of people start to just pop those food or mindless eating, like you're watching TV or movie with friends and just popping things into your mouth. You should not do that because you will not know how much you've eaten. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing to be uh, mindful of. Yeah, I like so people are
1: doing that right now, you know, like all you hear is the latest show you need to binge watch, right? And with that binge watching often comes binge eating and you know, <laughs> sitting sitting down on the couch for hours and hours, right? So um it is a good time to remind people to get up.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. At least, or just put your treat in a bowl. Don't bring the whole bag of chips with you, you know. <laughs> Be yeah. like, Sherry. put it in the freezer. <laughs> put the cookie. Totally. In the
1: <laughs> I am, okay. I have to tell you guys on the weekend, it already started the whole holiday eating, baking thing. I made cookies with a girlfriend. I actually, didn't even make the cookies. She made them. I scooped them out, okay? And then she sends me home with a huge Tupperware full of them. What do I do? I bring them home and I package them in like Ziploc bags and put them in the freezer. Because that way they are not on the counter. I I don't see them. But when I need a cookie, I will take it out of the freezer and eat one. Right? So good.
0: Smart idea. Not every day,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah. I'm all about the portioning of the food. You Know when I'm at home, I'm like good with my eating, I can do it. It's when you're out there, you know. And I, you often hear, eat till you're 80% full. Where is 80%? You know,
0: (laughs) before the food gets to just below your throat. Uh, You guys are
2: funny, you guys are funny, but you know what? There's and that's right, you know, it's called Harry Hachibu. Harry Hachibu is what. The Okinawans do; they eat, but all it is is don't eat until it's it, you're bursting. Like eat until you. Everyone knows there's a pleasant, satisfied, and if you eat slower, another way to, to eat mind is to eat slower. So the Okinawans, the Mediterranean diet, they eat slower. When you eat slower, you can pick up on the body's cues, saying, "Hey, I'm done." Anytime it starts feeling snug, you're thinking, "Hey, I wish I would have worn my Lululemon pants." Then you're thinking you've blown past eighty yeah. percent. But um, I think eating slower be considered another strategy. Eat slower, more mindfully. And it's amazing how that will also help you. But one also way that, and what came up to me as I was hearing you guys speak is uh, before you go out, and I think uh, Christiana said the same thing, before you go out, have something that fills you up a bit. Again, it's all about trying to create more. So don't go to a holiday dinner starving. Don't go to the buffet starving. Don't go to the friend's lunch and dinner. Don't go to the office party starving. And one easy way to fill up without lots of calories is um, a small handful of nuts. You'd be surprised how a small handful of nuts, uh, they have so much fiber, fat, and protein. And a lot of times you don't digest them well enough. So they don't contribute to, the, to any weight gain whatsoever. That's, there's about 20 different studies to show that. And the other is to have like an apple or an avocado, which are very high in fiber. They're very filling. I've never come across anyone in my 25 years of lecturing that has eaten two avocados in one sitting. Avocados are so full of fiber, it's impossible. People cannot even finish one, yet alone a second one. And they're only about 180 calories. So a piece of cheesecake is a thousand calories. Everyone's eating a piece of cheesecake. Mm -hmm. But I've never met anyone that's eaten two avocados. I'd like to come up with anyone has never eaten two avocados. So if you're out there, Let us know.
0: I I think another thing, uh, Sherry, where when you asked about how do you know when to stop eating, is you know, your portions. And like Dr. Odia to say, the French also they they serve very small portions and they chew their food for long periods of time. Like if you take time to chew you know, and actually enjoy your food. I remember there was one Oprah Winfrey show many years ago where they were saying that, you know, the decorations on your plates, your dinner plates, you should actually see those. But people will fill their (laughs) plate that you cannot even see anything. So just be mindful that you don't overfill your plate and, you know, just eat. You know, when you eat and, you know, my mom used to tell me that my eyes are larger than my stomach, right? Because uh, growing up, I always would take, even till now, sometimes I take more food than I can eat because once I'm full, I stop, right? So I think that's what it is. Don't try to eat that last bite. I think recently I was eating something I was already full. I'm like, well, let me, I, I just have to finish this. But when I took that last bite, I felt so uncomfortable. So once your body gives you a signal that you are full, stop eating. And it's okay to waste that little bit, you know, and for, for your health's sake. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, okay. Let's say, you know, we're, we've made it through the holidays and, you know, we, we know that we allowed ourselves to binge a little bit. What would be the best strategies to get us back on track?
2: To get back on track once you know have you said, or? Yeah. Um, again, if, if, if you start, people always, they, 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 it's called, they dramatize or, uh, they calamitize it. They think, oh, five or 10 pounds. It's actually really one to three pounds over a month period. It's really only one to three pounds. Obviously, depending on the size of you, if you're a two hundred pound man, it might be five pounds. But the average person is one to three pounds. Um, I would say one way to preemptively is just just if you eat successfully through the season, enjoying your occasional indulgences, but also balancing out with activity and mindfulness and watching stress. Um, One way, and people actually often do some fasting. So in January, enjoy December. Enjoy New Year's, and, and through history, through through human history, there's always been a fast after any feast. And that's the whole idea about intermittent fasting. So after a, a feasting month, January can be a very s- Spartan month by saying, you know, I'm not going to drink any alcohol this month, or I'm only going to allow myself one alcoholic beverage a week, or I'm going to go for a walk um, four times a week, every week in the month of January. or I'm going to have a salad every day. Oh, and it's not that, you know, New Year's resolution. It's just, I'm going to contract after the expansion of December. I'm going to contract in January. And business cycles have expansion, correct, and contraction. Human body has expansion, contraction. Seasonals expand and contract. Why don't we honor that cycle? And at the, at the expansion of December and our Lululemon's, <laughs> there'll be the <laughs> contraction of January. So,
0: yeah. And I think that's a good time to start planning your meals. Like, plan ahead when you plan, yes. don't just eat junk. And I often tell people like, you know, when you do healthy eating, you have to, you know, either take food with you or make sure that you have access to healthy food because there there are no salad in those food dispensers and stuff like that. (laughs) Make sure because you get the cookies and stuff like that. Right. So just be mindful. And then when you do go out again, like no one is saying you shouldn't eat. You could actually have a healthy hamburger if you have it with salad instead of French fries, right? So there are ways that you can definitely balance out your eating. And um, Dr. Odia, to mention the fasting, some people say they can't fast. Even if you cannot fast, just make sure, even just cutting your normal or your usual portions by one third or even up to half, it it makes a big difference in in, the impact that you will feel. And then um, the other thing is also don't start rewarding yourself with food. You know, don't use food as a reward. (laughs) I did that. That was so nice. I'm going to eat this chocolate cheesecake or whatever. No, don't reward yourself with food, but you definitely can treat yourself like you can have the chocolate cake or chocolate ice cream once in a while. You don't treat yourself every day. Just be mindful that. You know, you only do it sometimes. And I hear your
1: voice all the time, Christiana, when (laughs) I think, do not treat yourself every day, Sherry. Okay.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. And and I really really, like Dr. Odia to mention before, if you really want to not put on weight or lose weight, high protein, high fiber food. There's a saying that goes, eating high fiber meals make losing weight no big deal. You know, because it's actually very satiating when you are satiated, you don't want to eat too much. And that is why I think our parents and grandparents were right when they say that porridge will stick to your ribs because, you know, (laughs) it's very high in fiber. Now, when you eat high fiber food and you drink lots of water, if you don't drink water, you won't have the effect. As you drink, it absorbs it and fills you up more. So make sure that you drink a lot, be very hydrated. That helps as well.
1: So going into the season, then I will be drinking lots more water (laughs) or tea. I'm drinking delicious herbal tea right now. Um, We're going to eat before we go to a dinner, so we're not like starving or ravenous. Yes. We're going to focus on the people we're with as opposed to what we're eating. We're going to order high fiber, high protein. Right? And we're going to stop eating when we're
0: full. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: And if we fall off the wagon, it's a cycle. I'm going to.
0: (laughs) Don't feel bad. Don't don't be down on yourself. Just you know, pick up where you left off, and just you know, try again. And it's okay, Okay. you know, to indulge once in a while, but again, don't make it a habit.
2: (laughs) I love that. I love that. Now, one more thing we do is is that I know they talk about being tired they talked about uh, the Canadian obesity network said managing stress and managing sleep is probably more important than diet and exercise to, to help people with their obesity. This came out in 2013. So they said just poor sleep, sleep deprived people make more poor food choices and also poor sleep slows metabolism and it makes you more insulin resistant. So the month, obviously it has a lot of excesses, you know, between taxes and projects and business year end. However, um, focus on not getting too tired because being tired makes people ha- lose the discipline uh, to make good choices. And also at the same time, physiologically, um, metabolism slows down because you're uh, insulin, you become less insulin sensitive. And also the ghrelin is a, is a hunger hormone called ghrelin in your stomach mm-hmm. and it increases when you're uh, tired. So managing sleep and being aware. I don't saying you know, be a sleep spartan. I like can enjoy that late night party. Just be aware of how tired you are and be aware of getting too exhausted, you know, taking care of everyone else. Like, you know, moms and dads and business owners and managers are notorious for go, 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 go at the end of the year. But at the same time, take time for yourself, business owners and moms and dads and and honor yourself by don't getting overtired.
0: That's true. Yeah, we almost forgot the sleep part That is so important because your stress hormone will actually make you put on weight. So go to bed early, Christiana. Yeah, no, but you yeah. can still party, but not yes. every day, Sherry. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can go out once in a while, but don't stay up every night partying. I
1: know. You know, it's like this thing. I, you, that time bef- right before and after Christmas, it's like every night you're up to like I don't know. For me, it was like two two thirty every single night. That when you're ready to go back to work, it feels almost impossible. To get back into bed by eleven o'clock, right, and and get up at six thirty or seven. Hangover, it's, right? Sleep. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That yeah. I I know I need to work on for sure.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. but another thing that I wish to remind everyone of uh, is um, this same um, quote from Heather Morgan. Remember that every time you eat and drink, you are either fighting disease or feeding it. So you just want to be mindful that you are whatever you put in your mouth, whether it's holiday season or not, always be mindful that that is going to either cause you problems down the road or it's going to nourish you and help you stay healthy.
2: Well, I like so pick it. the
0: apple. <laughs> yes, apple, avocado.
1: and not the gummy bears gotcha
0: (laughs) yes yes actually there are lots of ways that you can make apples really yummy you know I was just reading recently that if you don't want to put salad dressing on your salad you can just put shredded apples and it helps so that's something else apart from those olive oil dressings that you can make so there are so many ways to eat healthy So I think we've said quite a bit and uh, <laughs> we're just going to invite, um, we'd like to invite you back Doctor Odia to at the end of uh, the holidays to help us get back into fitness, like fitness and um, new year resolution. So if you don't mind coming back to talk to us at that time, we'll appreciate it.
2: Sure, that's my pleasure. January um, fitness people are the busiest. Come January second, third, and fourth, and fifth, and then uh, no one calls us in March. So the first, second, third, and fourth, we are busy. Phone ringing off the hook. So, but again, I think we've we've done so many uh, great recommendations tonight, and we I'm sure we. have And again, some people might say it's common sense. But um, you know what, though? You, you listen again and uh, be surprised. You know, managing sleep, low, low, low glycemic foods, mindful eating, peppering activity in between the meals and focus on the conversation. There's, there's a lot of solutions there. I think anyone who really holds our this, this segment to heart, man, you will not gain the average one to three and you might actually lose weight. Look at that. Why not focus on <laughs> losing Ooh, weight? And stay forever family. young, right? <laughs> <That's> and,
0: right.
2: <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. Well, I love thank
1: it. you again, Dr. Odietu, for joining us again today and taking the time. We always enjoy our chats with you.
2: Uh, thank you.
0: Thank you very yes. much. And we wish you a very happy holiday season. My name is Christiana Eggy, And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never
1: too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggie and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together if you like the show please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on apple podcasts new episodes are available every other wednesday have questions email us at our forever young podcast at gmail.com we're also on instagram and facebook under our forever young podcast
2: thank you for listening